This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Happy Thursday, boys and girls. Welcome into the latest edition of the Bostonian versus the book. Alongside Dave Sherapan, I am Matt Peralt. We've got a big Thursday for you guys. Got Chiefs and Chargers tonight. We got COVID issues and a whole lot more to get into. Dave, how are you on this Thursday? I'm good. Um, still employed, which is good. I can't say that about some people, but you know, I don't know what? how you get fired at night. Like you get fired in the middle of the night. You go to what sleep. You before you, I've taught crazy. you so well. I've taught you so well to go like to like right to the point. Like uh, screw the little chit chat. Like let's go right into it here. Well, like yeah. we're not even going to spend any time talking about <laughs> nothing. We're just going to dive straight in. Hey, you, know? you show up, you get dressed up. I got dressed up like LeBron. I wore the Penguin jersey that he didn't wear yesterday when he went to work. I'm ready to work. And we're ready to talk. We got a lot of things happening. Get right to the openers. What are we doing? All right, we go right into it. And Urban Meyer gets fired last night at twelve thirty Eastern Time. What is that? He gets the look. You you, you sent me a, a a text and said, you know, how does this happen? And and I think my only explanation to the point they put it out at twelve thirty was that somebody in the media had it. And that he'd either Urban had told somebody or our coach had found out or player or somebody. And they were like, we're going to get scooped by somebody. And so we're just going to come out and make the announcement. Here we go. Urban Meyer oh, is now, is, so, is now, so is then the Jags give it to ESPN and that's how they get it first. Like, because you said no. that there was a story, like how no, did it ESPN, come out? ESPN. So one of the things that happened in old school newspapers, when a famous person got to a certain age, they would write the obituary before the person died. So when the person died, all they did was change the date, time, and age of the person. The old so you're already, saying no, they had the story already written about Urban Meyer uh, getting fired? 100%. <laughs> Weeks. Literally weeks ago. That's a 2000 plus word story. They had five minutes after the announcement came out posted on ESPN.com. ESPN was ready. They knew this was going to happen at some point this season and they were right there and they dropped it. Boom. Right when the thing happened, urban gets fired. Here comes the story. And I was rolling when I read it. I'm like, holy (laughs) crap. It's like, they were preparing this like an obituary that they knew this dude was not going to make it to week 18 <laughs> or even if they made it to week 18, he was not coming back for year two. So they right. had their, they had their, one of their beat writers go ahead and write the full explanation and all the problems. And when you see all the urban Meyer problems, Holy crap. How did the guy, I mean, I forgot about the video with the dude, the naked guy in the boat hitting the bong while he was on the big 10 network. I forgot about that. And like, like re-seeing that again this morning, I was like, this guy got an NFL job. This guy survived, you know, getting a lap dance from some woman in Ohio that wasn't his wife. On his bye and week. Yeah. On his bye week, not going back to, to Florida with the team after they lost. 
And what got him was kicking his kicker. <laughs> That's what got him was kicking the kicker. He's kicking the kicker. That's I, what he did. Just, I know, but it sounds funny as you say it. It's not funny. Josh Lambo. Josh Lambo was the straw that broke Shad Khan's back. I mean, what? <laughs> it, it, it doesn't make any sense, but it does, right? It doesn't make any sense that he got to the, you know, I want to know how he got the job. Like, what did they sell him? Or he sell them on, hey, I'll, I'll come fix this. Okay. Yeah. He got the job and then acted like pretty quickly, like, I, I, I don't want to be here. I got to get out of here and like just kind of mailed it in. Yeah. But my question to you after I saw it was, how does all this work? And I think you explained that perfectly about this media business that you've lived in this world for a long time. And like, yeah, the fact that they had the story ready to go is just, it blows my mind, but I thought well, of it, it could, from the book point. It can't what? blow your mind. It can't blow your mind that they were prepared. I mean, they ready to go on a button like that. Yeah, like, everything was pointing towards at some point he was he had one slip up. I mean, Shad Khan was pretty clear after the woman incident in Ohio that like one more really bad story. Yeah, and that was it. And he had two more. He act, he walked around and he told his his employees, people he hired, his coaches. I had better assistant coaches at Bowling Green than I have here. I mean, like. You're the one who hired all really, these guys. Yeah, that's really rally in the room, isn't it? Right? Like, yeah. go win one for the Gipper, man. You guys <laughs> suck. I had better assistant coaches when I was at in the MAC, and I'm here in Jacksonville. And then he belittles you know, wide receivers, and he has heated conversations. And then Josh Lambeau gets cut, and he goes to the media and says, yeah, you know, the coach came over and, and, and told me to make my bleeping kicks and then kicked me in the process. And he said, don't kick me. And he said, I'll kick you if I want. I'm the head coach. So I don't understand even how that's like somewhat acceptable in any line of work. Like it's not. But it's think not, about what he got away with. Think about what he got away with at Ohio State. Think about what he got away with all other times. Like this is the classic case of 2021 biting you in the ass because you were allowed to behave that way every other place you were. And then you had complete control. You had complete control. You were the guy. Hire, fire, sign, not sign. Like he hired, he signed Tim Tebow for goodness sakes. Okay. This guy could do whatever he wanted to do he, he with, with this team. And yeah. that's how he kicks somebody. He thinks that that's not that big of a deal that he can do that. So I'm thinking of it from a book guy standpoint. All right. First thing is, is, you know, does that affect it this week? Okay. We'll get to that in a second. But who replaces him? Okay. Who replaces him? Because, I mean, the answer, is it that easy? Is it that you see what's going on? It's one mind. One name comes to mind immediately. I want to see if you're thinking it the same way I am. Oh, you mean permanently? Who replaces Urban next in Jacksonville as the coach? It's pretty easy. Think about oh. it for a second. Who? Dabo. Dabo. Wow. Dabo now, wants out. You see what Dabo's going on. His longtime coordinators both left. Correct. Yep. Both took head coaching jobs. He sees what's going on. He's one of the loudest guys talking about what these kids, you know, it's a business now. It's this. The landscape has changed and he can see it. Can and you can you go college after college? Can you do that if you're Shad Khan? The don't building need, is on fire. It is, but don't you need someone who's proven to be able to coach in the NFL? Like, what happens if it doesn't work with Dabo? 
like college coaches, Pete Carroll is the one exception to the rule that's been able to be very successful on the college landscape and then come into the NFL and understand these are men, not, not kids who are dependent on their future on you. That's the Steve Spurrier mistake. That's the constant college coach mistake where they think that they can be the same and you can't and they fail because of it. You're right. You're right. But the guy kicked his kicker. <laughs> this isn't like I mean the standard is it's it's literally it's been burned to the ground. And you bring in Dabo, who has right. the fan yeah. base want, you know, he's right. won the room already. Right. Yeah. And he's, he's Trevor area, yeah. Lawrence's coach in college. Like it just kind of it, it it almost is too easy. And it I'm is, like it makes sense. I get the timing. I see it. I get it. I see where you're going. My thing is in the NFL, I just think it's a harder sell to claim I'm doing this. Like I'm replacing a college great with a college great. Right. After I know that it didn't work with the, I mean, maybe Dabo can adapt and treat the guys like men, but like the whole idea, like we're not playing music at practice and like he gets to talk however way he wants to talk to them. I don't know. I, I, I feel like it would be, that's a gamble. It's a, probably a smart gamble, but that's still a really big gamble to me to hire Dabo Sweeney. It's a gamble, but I think, I mean, I don't know who else you go get like at this point. Well, yeah, I mean, I think I mean, you you're going to go get a, you know, a career Eric assistant. Yeah. yeah. Are you? Go, yeah. Yeah. You're going to go mean, hire somebody who hasn't had a shot yet to come in and you hope you catch lightning in a bottle that that's, but look, I don't hate the Dabo move at all. If it keeps Trevor Lawrence happy, which it should, I guess what we would find out in that case, are they really that close? You know, right. Is Trevor, yeah. is Trevor really close to Dabo? Right. Or is whether he signs else? off on that or not? Yeah. Yeah. So in the immediacy of this week, they're playing Houston yep. at Jacksonville. Yep. The line opened beginning of the week, Jacksonville minus three. You wake up this morning, it's minus five. Two schools of thought. We got rid of the problem. The room is rallied. The interim coach doesn't matter. The players are going to play their best game in the season. They're going to beat a bad team in Houston. So the line gets bet, gets moved. It's five. Which school of thought are you? That school of thought? Or I can't wait to take the points with Houston in this game. And, you know, this is going to continue. Nothing's going to change. And how can the world can Jacksonville be laying five points to anybody, let alone the Houston Texans? I'm on the B side, but I'm not betting the Texans. Like, right. I don't think the line's right. I think five is way too many points, but Davis mills is horrific <laughs> on the road. Like you're asking me to go and trust that team to stay within a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I don't trust <laughs> that team to stay within a touchdown. So, I mean, I get the line move. I understand it. I don't think it's because Urban Meyer is gone, though. I I think people believe like like the problem is gone. I think it's more of the like the, I think the team will still perform the same way. I think maybe there's just a better feeling in the locker room of like a yeah. cathartic like oh thank goodness this dude's gone. Let's just go play football now and yep. maybe they play up their potential because on paper the Jags aren't horrible on paper. I mean they they've got some talent starting with the quarterback. They've got some talent. They need to be refocused and they need to actually have a game plan and understand what's going on. I mean, urban Meyer was asked questions about players and he said a guy had played who didn't take a single snap in the game. Like, (laughs) 
Urban didn't know his own roster. He didn't know his yeah. own players. He didn't yeah. know his own roster. I mean, he was insulting guys for the way they played. Like he was like maximum money for minimum effort. Like he just, right. he, he took a paycheck and that's all about, that's all he was taking. So yeah. I think now that you've got Daryl Bevel in there and you've got people who actually are going to have respect in the room. Yeah. I mean, they, they probably win the game, but I could see the team turn the football over, throw interceptions. I mean, Texans are going to see that line move and see the disrespect and say, okay, we want to go out there and play hard. And at times the Texans have played in the division in particular, their opponents tough. So there's no way I'm betting this game. I uh, this wouldn't nothing. be a contest play. You, this doesn't make the top five as a contest play. So what's the number in the circa going to be five, five. Well, uh, it's either four and a half or five. They got to decide a lot of times you see now in, I mean, at circa the line is five and a half. I don't know if they'll use five and a half. They probably will. If they, if they put the numbers out today, we'll see in a little while numbers come out at noon. Um, what's the total now? Five and a half, 39, 39 yeah, a and yeah. a half. So get me to six and I'll tease it down to a pick. So that, that would be a teaser leg for me with the Jags. Just have them win the game. That low wow. of a total, that low of a total. Get me to, get me to six, get me to six and a half, get me to seven, somewhere in that range. And I'll pull it down and I, and, and I'll tease it and take the Jaguars. But you won't it. pull it down at five and a half. No, because I don't tease through zero. Okay. So. Just you want the line to move against you more so you can tease it down. Correct. Keep on betting. Keep on betting. Keep on betting. Then I'll pull it down. As long as the total stays below 49. Total stays okay. below 49 and then I'll pull it down. It's, you know, I'll wait. It probably will be, it'll qualify for a long teaser if it keeps on right. climbing. Right. And so I'll just wait and see what the final number is. Wait for, right for kickoff and then pull it down. I don't think there's going to be anybody taking the Texans anytime soon. <laughs> for to stop the number from climbing. It's crazy because I seen the, I've seen this for years in the book. Like the coach gets fired like this, and and immediately the the bet comes on the favorite like this. Like it comes on Jacksonville. You know, if you're a three and a half or four, you get the bet. You move it to five. They may be betted again, and you just know there's other guys. Like and, and whether it's the I like to call it the parallelogram or the rhombus side because the squares and the sharp thing have <laughs> I, I'm done with that shapes and stuff. I can't, <laughs> I can't say those words anymore. So it's parallelograms and rhombuses. And the best part is, is that nobody knows which side is which. So nobody gets offended because no square wants to be, every one of square wants to be called a sharp and every sharp, if you call them a square, you know, it's fighting words. So we use the shapes but someone on the other side is waiting for that line to get to six and take it. So I think it's interesting because they're both bad teams that you can find value on both sides. In you know, in old school NFL betting, you can easily find value on both sides. It might now it's different in that it takes a two point move to get to that other side. Whereas in years past, it was a half a point or a point. You could lay four and you could get someone to take five. Now they're laying three and a half and four. You're at five and a half with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Say it out loud again. You're like, <laughs> wait a second. I gotta lay, I gotta take them to win the game and cover the spread. I mean, that's a that's a big ask. Right. And I think that's why Circa may be at five and a half. Because they always try to look at the closing line. I mean, they always try to anticipate on Thursday the closing line number. So why wouldn't the circus circa team put it at five and a half of the contest? Yeah. Well, they they what have did, an what advantage. Westgate? That, well, what that's Westgate what I was going to say. Westgate is probably four if uh, they used the line yesterday. I haven't looked yet at the Westgate number, but um, actually I can do it while we're talking and find out. So 
Uh, all right. Well, let's let's, let's while go. you look. Let, yeah. Let's go to tonight here. Okay, Chargers and the Chiefs, number three, and it's three in Vegas, but not any. Well, I guess it came back down. It was at three and a half. I, I was seeing people this morning, Dave, recommend taking Chiefs minus four. And I kept on because the line was climbing. It was at four at certain books. And I was just like, can you explain to people who are just listening to us or watching us for the first time? Can you explain how big of a difference three to three and a half and three and a half to four is when it comes to line move? Oh, in the NFL, it's it's that I don't put a lot of stock into a lot of key numbers in these things. But the NFL, the keyest number, the biggest number is three. And because I believe the last time I looked or last time somebody sent me the information, um, 12 to 18%, I can't remember which one it was, of the games fell three in the NFL. Not just the games, line three, just all the games overall. So, I mean, that's 1.8 out of every 20. That's 18 out of every 100. So it doesn't seem like a lot, but it is. So if you're laying a point spread and you can lay three, you should if you think the line's going to four. If you're laying four after it's already been three, it might be a pass. It might be a wait like and play it in game because I always tweet about the CLV can and we talked about it on the show yesterday about, you know, the city of Las Vegas has the CLV cans all over. Closing line value is important. You just can't just use it when you lose. But when you win, when the game falls four and you've laid three, you win. Or the game falls three and you're laying three and you push. It's huge. Rather than laying four and the game falls 24-21 and you're going, wait a second, they didn't cover. Well, no, but you laid the bad number. Mm -hmm. On the flip side, taking four in a game that was three can have huge value as well. Because now you get another number that's a push, but you win the three. So 24-20, you don't lose. If you had taken three or three and a half, you're down. You lose. So three again is is, is really – I've heard the argument for seven. I don't buy the argument for ten. And now you're starting to get four being – and even five with these two-point conversions. The numbers are falling more on those numbers than they are on three. So the three still has the power, but it doesn't have what it did because of the two-point conversion and the inclination to not kick field goals. So it changed a little bit, but that's it in a quick summary. I mean, do you do you pass on a game because it's three and a half when you, when you could have laid three? Or you yes. buy it down? I, I mean, I tend, it gives me gigantic pause. If I could have had three and it goes to three and a half, like this number is kind of ping-ponging back and forth. Yeah. And circuit circuit's at minus 120 right now for minus three. Right. So you see where the direction that they're they're thinking about going next is to three and a half. Yeah. If I haven't already taken the three, lay in the three, no way. If I'm going to bet the dog, I'll absolutely wait and see if I can get off a three and get three and a half. 
and come in and take three and a half. I mean, the Chargers plus three and a half tonight. I've already bet plus three. I didn't think it would go over three. I thought it would go the other way. I thought we would see money come in on the Chargers to drop the number to two and a half. That's what I anticipated the closing mm. number to be. It's not going to be that. Close, the closing number is probably going to be three and a half, just given the number of bets that the books are seeing. I mean, just at DraftKings, 83% of the handle, 80% of the bets are coming in on the Chiefs tonight. And you've got 72% of the handle on the money line. Everyone's on the over, 83% of the yeah. money on the over. I'm not going near the total. I like the over. I do. I think it's the over is the play as well, but I'm yeah. not, I'm, I'm not betting totals. But are you surprised that everyone's on the Chiefs tonight? Nope. This is what happens, right? The Chiefs have been a public team, one of the best teams in the league, obviously, the last couple of years. And beginning of the season, not paying off. Like, still being bet, still being a favorite, regardless of winning or losing, regardless of home or away, Chiefs are favored. So the books know that. You just continue to take bets on them. Now they start winning and really playing well. All we've heard about is this Chiefs defense, rightly so. Uh, maybe the level of opponents, like you said yesterday, Raiders twice. Eh, okay. I mean, not surprised at all. It's it, Three is a number for most books. Like when you get on the three, you don't – you have such a reluctance to get off because you could get sided. If you move off the three and you go to three and a half and the game falls three – you push all the three bets and you only pay the three and a half bets because that's why you moved back. That results in a meeting on Monday morning. They're like, what are you guys doing? Why'd you move off to three? When did you do it? And they start to analyze it. And you're like, man, please stop. Like we've had this discussion. It happens once or twice a season. Hopefully it's a bad result, but you can't control it. It's out of our control. Um, not surprised, but I would I would push back to you a little bit like this though. If you like the Chargers, you're getting them plus three even money. No juice. You wouldn't pass on that, right? Oh, no. Uh, no, I mean absolutely not. Okay. I mean I, I'm on. I mean in this game in particular, I mean we're talking about just tonight versus overall tonight. I'm on money line. So I'm on both. Right, that's fine. I, I, right, yeah, be on both. So I'm on plus one forty five. Plus, I, I laid minus one ten. I'd prefer to have the even money, obviously, but I'll, I'll lay the dime. That's fine. Right. And so I'm on even money at plus one forty five, and I'm laying the minus one ten on the plus three. I'm all in on the Chargers tonight. I, I think the Chargers win the game outright tonight. Right. Well, I mean, in DraftKings right now, I just click refresh on my odd screen. DraftKings is minus three and a half on the Chiefs, minus one oh five. So you can take the Chargers if you're listening to this and you have DraftKings wherever you're at, and but you have to lay a little bit of extra juice, which again, right now in Vegas, it's minus three, minus 120. You're laying extra on the favorite. That's kind of what happens around the three, and that's another unique thing to the three. You see the juice being played with either on or off the three. You very rarely see that on four and a half or seven. Mm. You just okay. – as the book, you move the point spread. You know, you go from seven to seven and a half. You don't go to seven, late 20. Although some books are trying to do it. Some Euro European book uh, guys that are moving numbers are trying to do it. I don't agree with it. Just move the number and, and, and take the bets rather than charge people more for the same thing on a key number that's not a key number. I'm going to say this. 
I, the one thing that's giving me the most pause is how confident people are on the over and the movement we've seen on the number from 49 and a half on an open to 52 and a half, 53 and a half at FanDuel circa's at 53 and a half right now, how much we're seeing people come in and hammer it because I mean, the chief's offense is okay. It's not like this is not your typical Chiefs offense. And if Derwin James is out of this game, and, and I think the, the over would lead to people believe that Derwin James is not going to play. So the, the star safety is out, but they've been playing without him for years. So it's not like they're on, <laughs> right. you know, he's always hurt. So it's not like it's shocking to them that he's not going to be there. And Austin Eckler may be playing, maybe not. Both those guys are game time decisions. Those are huge factors here. If you're going to bet Eckler playing though, like he's playing, right? That, that dude's a he tough dude. Like he, he's yeah, playing. He, he, he yeah. always plays. Yes, he always fights through and plays. I, right. I made my play anticipating Austin Eckler to play. So yes, I'm of that of that belief that Austin will fight, find a way to grit and bear it and get through it in some form or fashion coming up tonight. But I just, I would be a little bit scared of betting the over 53 and a half. You've passed that key number of 51 and you're talking about two offenses that I know that both offenses can score, but the chiefs have been sort of, eh. so like if the Cardinals win the game, I mean, sorry, if, if sorry, if, if the Chargers win the game, I mean, I could see them holding them to 17 points. And so like it could be like a 21-17 type of football game or 24-17 type football game and we're not getting to the 53 and a half. So, Ooh, so that's you, my that's my only that's why I'm not betting totals. I'm just saying on a Thursday night on a short week divisional game where so much is riding for both these teams. I think it's higher scoring. I just don't don't know if it's this high scoring where 53 and a half are getting to 54 55 it's it's a lot of points on a Thursday, is all I'm saying. Chargers are five and two in their last seven to the over. Mm-hmm. The way they play, it feels like. I mean, I can't explain what happened at the end of the Steeler game. I, I I just don't know what that that fourth quarter that was a dead under. And if you had that, you just you take in hell. The Denver game at Denver, that was their stinker. Yeah, at Cincinnati. You know, scored a ton of points, 41, and then home against the Giants doing what they're supposed to do. That was a gift at 43 and a half where they, you know, put up 37. And it still took some late points by the Giants to get there. The the Chargers defense, you actually think they're capable of winning the game for the Chargers, keeping the Chiefs defense or offense down to 20 or less. Possible. Yes, I do. Turnovers, Mahomes throwing picks, fumbles. I just, I, I don't you think throwing a pick is a good bet. Actually, you can yeah. bet the yes on Mahomes throwing a pick the way the season that he's had, the way the Chargers have that opportunistic defense. I think you can, you know, people are always looking for prop bets and stuff like that. I think you can bet Mahomes at a decent price. I didn't look yet, but to throw a pick. So you're thinking Chargers win like 24 20? No, I, I mean, I'm just saying I'm not betting that could I'm, happen. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying there's a possibility on a Thursday that because of the number keeps on moving and the books just keep on letting everybody bet the over. Oh, it's that, a dead game. It's the, a, yeah. yeah. But I'm just going like, yeah. OK, it's Thursday night divisional game. If this game was on a Sunday, I don't think this total would be this high. And so, like, people are expecting turnovers and funky things to happen to, to get it to be that high. But I just I'm just saying I'm thinking be careful. That's all I'm saying. With right. the total. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Make it makes sense. I I like the over beginning of the week when I saw it. Um, Not really hesitating, but I I can see what you're saying now. I just think 
the Chiefs win that type of game. Like I think it could be 24-20 where the Chiefs keep it under because they've been doing it defensively like that, and they cause the turnovers that they need. I'm going to say this. I, I, on Monday, I said that about the fact that I thought the Cardinals were fraudulent. Chiefs defense is fraudulent. You think? That's fair. It's, it's fraudulent. Yeah. Okay. It's it's okay. Yeah. It's it's played better. Okay, but I think I think tonight they're going to get exposed a little bit. I, I I think I think Herbert has a big game tonight. I don't know his number for yardage is so high. It's like 290. It's like man, I, I just I don't know if I'm if I'm going to go into a 300 yard game for Herbert. But I I think it's going to be. I think this offense is going to cook tonight against this defense, and we're going to see Ooh. some numbers. We're going to see yards. We're going to see some numbers. I got a bunch of plays for you in the book. We only gave you one play last week for the or yesterday for the Boston versus the book. I got I got five today. Oh so. boy! Oh, I, you I, took you kind of took a slow day yesterday, and now you're coming back for more heavy. Oh. Heavy. So this Excellent. is the this is what happened to you and I yesterday. Our B two square now is zero and one in the history of the Boston versus I the know. book here because the Cavaliers covered for a 13th straight game against Houston. Historic. Now, in our, de- in our defense, yeah. four starters for the Rockets did not play. Oh, we would have been off of it immediately. And, and with that late information, we would have been like, I would have, I should have sent you a text and say, do we need to do a quick video to say we're off the B squared play? Like <laughs> right. with that information late, you, you just know, like win or lose, we're off the bet. We didn't have all the information when we made the bet. Yep. Now we're off the bet. But well, betting overnight, I mean, this is what I do. I bet overnight. So yeah. oftentimes I get screwed on the NBA more than any other sport. I get killed for roster moves. And that roster move was significant. <laughs> and they were they were down by 40 to start the fourth quarter. And even catching nine points, I was like, oh boy. So yeah. So Cleveland the, now. The in-game, by the way, got as high as 42 and a half. I was on the air uh on in-game live and it was 42 and a half. I was like, this is great. Like 42 and a half. My gosh. By the way, guys, I forgot to mention, I am looking at our chat. So if you guys are watching and you want to ask questions for us, I'm going to monitor that. We hadn't, the first three days was so chaotic and I had things going on. I wasn't able to do it, but now I am monitoring our YouTube chat. So if you're watching on YouTube and you want to ask questions, go ahead and type it in, ask questions, and then I'll give it to Dave or me or whatever. We'll we'll, 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 we'll be more more interactive while we're live on the air here uh, for us. So on YouTube. So if you do have questions or whatever, go ahead and, and and ask away um, and we'll get to it if we can during the show today. So what do you do with the Cavaliers? 13 straight. Do you keep on betting the streak? I do at this point, like, but it gets to the point where it reaches a number that you're like, hi, like how, how can I lay that gigantic number? I mean, they're playing at Milwaukee next. It's going to be undervalued again. It's going to be undervalued. What's the number? On the road with Giannis, maybe back. Right. What's the, what's the Giannis back without Giannis? Like it's 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 eight to ten um, with Giannis, you know, six, you know, or, or and then no Giannis. It's what four? I mean, Milwaukee's favored. They're the home yeah. team, so yeah. it's two buckets if he's not playing. Maybe three and a half, but if Giannis is playing, it's over seven. It's eight probably. Might be as high as nine and a half, which again, you're going to take all bets on one side, and it's going to be at this point, it will feel like it's too late. And you'll be making the bet going, I'm going to be the one to take this Cavaliers team down. I know it. I know it. And you just bet it, and you're like, you hope to be right at this point one or two more times, right? I mean, 
13 wins and covers in a row. It's not the, the longest. Yeah, not, not 13 wins in a row. 13 covers in a yeah, row. 13. Co- oh, oh, yeah. They lost two of those, right? I think. Yeah. I yeah. think they lost two of the games. Right. Yeah. 13 covers in a row. Um, at some point, it's going to end. Right. What if, it, what, what if it doesn't end until 17? And and you're right four times or three times until then. I think you got to go into this with zero expectations. Go in with it going, We if we win one, we're good. Then you're one and one. This road trip is where it ends, okay? It's Milwaukee Saturday, Atlanta on Sunday, and Atlanta at home has been an absolute covering machine. Yes, they have. And then on the road at Boston on Wednesday. Like this road trip is when it ends. It's just a question of when do the Cavaliers, when does this streak end for Cleveland? I'll say it ends in Atlanta. I do too. I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I do. I think Saturday is possible. The back-to-back it's at done. Atlanta. Yeah, it's, it's it. The back-to-back yeah. gets them. If they get by Milwaukee, which again, we can, it's so hard to say, but it's fun to do. Like we'll we'll know more Saturday whether he's playing or not. Um, but it ends Sunday. It yeah, because they've won. I mean, they've won five in a row. So to win six in a row is not totally crazy for this right. team yeah. to do that. You know, they've won. They won four, lost two, won five. <laughs> and then I think I think they could win six and beat and beat Milwaukee on the road. If Giannis is still out with COVID, which is probably going to happen, I could see the Cavaliers winning that game. But then the Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening game, rather four thirty, uh, tip time, Pacific time, seven thirty Eastern. That's that's where I think they lose. Is Atlanta right. on right. Sunday? Yeah, fade them. So on the weekend, if you're looking for a game to fade with the Cavs, I, I do think I think bet on the Cavs against Milwaukee and then bet on the on the Hawks on Sunday. If you get over the points, I think you got to get I think you got to get over seven. If you get the number shorted, like you think the Cavs could be more than a seven point road favorite at Atlanta? No, dog. Oh, hey, dog. Dog. Uh, dog. Well, what I mean, in, in Milwaukee, in Milwaukee, the first game. Giannis has got to play for that to happen. Giannis right. has got to be in there. Otherwise, it's going to make a minus three. Like it's going to be a short. It's going to be a short number. Yeah, the three, books aren't going. Yeah, yeah. The books aren't going to give the Cavaliers more than two possessions. No, can't happen. Giannis got to play. <laughs> I don't. Know. So it's all right. So so, so so I I can ask this question because because this, this this is a good one from your boy Carl who's hopping in. So oh whenever nice. A, whenever a Boston person asks questions, we'll we'll we'll, we'll ask. Well, they want to know what your they want to know what your hat budget is for the show. How many hats do you own currently? That's a great I'm, question. I'm gonna I'm gonna act, actually figure that out over the holiday break. <laughs> so I, it's I, so many that you have to actually figure it out. Yeah, just to be clear. Because, to be clear. <laughs> because yeah, no, we moved and 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 I had a, a container of hats, and I was told that those weren't gonna make the move. Now you know the boss at the house. Yes, she said that ain't coming. You, you don't wear those hats. And I said, What do you mean? Because you don't wear those. You keep getting new stuff and you don't wear those. So if I count the old stuff with the new stuff, the number's absurd. But I have to figure out there has to be a purge at some point. There has to be something done. Um, so you know that I know the guys at New Era, right? Have I already told you this? That I've got ties to the New Era people? You do? Yeah, I do. So I So at some point, I'm going to need to like give me i need to know how many hats you have and then i need to like go to the new era folks and be like okay here are the teams you don't have yeah and then fill in those that'd be, that'd be perfect. perfect 
if New Era will fill in the holes in your wardrobe so you that can will, go through all four major sports with all four teams. That's all, what we need. Whatever. You know, it's not it's not so easy to get like the Winnipeg Jets hat. Like there's teams that yeah it you, is yeah it is no, it's called the it was, internet. What do you mean it's hard to get the Winnipeg Jets hat? It's not hard to get that hat. I don't think you understand what goes into me getting a hat. We'll go. We'll go what, to a typing sport. into the internet and say no, sense. no, no. no. <laughs> What are you talking about? I have to try on every one before I buy it. Why? Just buy a flex fit. Are you nuts? Why? You gotta, well, you gotta, am you gotta I have nuts? hat game? You gotta have what? hat. You can't just get a flex fit. Why? You gotta try this stuff. Are you nuts? You try you, every hat on you buy. Why? Every single one, because There's a seven and three ace is different. From yeah, that's a fitted hat. I'm not saying buy a fitted hat. You don't, but you don't have any snapbacks. Every hat you uh, own is fitted. No, not everyone, but like the Mitchell and Ness stuff is nice. They, they, there's some snapbacks there. Yeah, like see, like, I got like, a guy that's sending me stuff. New era, I, send, new yeah. era. These are all. These are all. Okay. They're all like the year. Like there you go. Like yeah. <laughs> why is why is this hard? <laughs> you have to try every hat on. Everyone. It has oh to. God. It has to fit right. It can't. You can, it, this is. Have you gone out with the kids at all? The kids don't let you get bad hats. They don't let you. Can't. You gotta have hat game. Kid, don't. You don't need to have hat game. You don't have hat game. At your age, you wear more jerseys than any man I've ever seen in my life. What are you talking about? You have hat game. You gotta have hat jersey, game. jersey game because you violate my jersey rule all the time. So you and I will never agree on the jersey rule. Yeah, you know my, you know my jersey rule, I, right? Yeah, but some of these jerseys are 30 years old. That's like, fine. And I'm cool with that. You're yeah. just not able to wear a jersey of anybody who's younger than you. Every jersey's got to be somebody older than you. I'm running like, out of people to wear. Like, what are you like, talking like, about? Like, like I, I can't wear a Mac Jones jersey. Like, I just, I can't. Like, if, No, before, but you, can you wear a Patriots jersey without a number? Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm not a jersey guy, but if I was, yes, I have no problem with that. Yeah, nameless, a, nameless in the back. Right, just a number. Yeah, yeah. yeah I have no problem. That's what that. I get. I don't. Yeah. I don't put nobody's name on my back. I mean, you know. And I was number nine. I got. I got jerseys with number nine on it because that was my number. But I don't have no names and stuff. Yeah. I mean, occasionally somebody gives me an authentic or, like, I won one once, a throwback 1926 baseball pirate jersey that was game right. used. It's absurd. You can't wear it. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. And it's signed by Tom Foley. Oh, like that. All right. You know who Tom Foley is? Yeah, I've heard that name. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he had a nice cup of coffee in the major leagues. I mean, yeah. but it's, it's, I don't even know what to do with it. I can't throw it away. <laughs> Although, if you listen to the wife, it would be thrown. Yeah, I have I have a Ben Charrington signed baseball that my that Teresa wants. It was always, I was like, why the hell do you have a Ben Charrington signed baseball? And I'm like, because I got it signed in 2018, the year they won the World Series. Like yeah. he was the GM of the Red Sox at the time. Yeah. He 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 has absolutely no influence anymore. Or like I don't think he's even in the game anymore. But I've got a Ben Charrington signed you don't baseball. No, Ben Charrington is the general manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Matthew. Is he really now? Yes. Oh. I did not realize he was that. I Our lives are intertwined. This Boston Pittsburgh thing is all full circle. That's crazy. all full circle. Well, because now, because LeBron now is involved because the Fenway Sports Group. If you guys missed that on Twitter, the, the the weirdest thing was the week that we announced the Bostonian versus the book. The Fenway Sports Group bought the Penguins, yeah. which was just like, wait, what? <laughs> like this is weird. And LeBron is part of the Fenway Sports Group. 
Yes. By the way, of all the things that like in the first week, this is what why the internet's so funny. Now I'm getting yelled at by people saying that you're right, hats fit differently and they need to be tried on. So we're getting, we, for the first three days of the show, no one's commenting. We start talking about hats and all of a sudden we've got people who are now commenting on on on, on this conversation. This is, this is what happens. This is why I wear the hats because I can go on and say like I did yesterday, the Ducks are going to win. Just lay By the, the way, way thank you for that. I took yeah. puck line because of you on that. Oh, that, you did? Was, nice. Plus, no doubt. I was, was a plus 155 yeah. cash for last night. So thank yeah. you for that. That worked out okay. But like, save, you can go on and say YouTube. that. Right. But they're more more worried about your hat. Like it doesn't – a lot of times <laughs> we talk about the picks or the picks and, and we're going to try to do it. Yeah. But they're more worried about, you know, what were you wearing that charger hat for yesterday? Were you wearing it because you like the chargers? Why were you – you know, no, I, I was wearing it just as a lead-in to today. I couldn't decide. And, I can't uh, wear Chiefs hat. I, I, a Chiefs hat cannot touch my head. I just can't do it. Is that one of your teams, the no? It's It's the – it's the arrogance of the fan base that I can't deal with with chief oh, fans. So you did it in person. Can't. You I just can't handle it. Yeah. I worked there and I covered them. And <laughs> I, I, I love Mitch Holtis. I mean, Mitch is, is the voice of the chiefs and one of the all time great broadcasters we've got, but they won one ring and they went back to one and like the level of it happened with the Royals. So the same thing Royals won one championship and all of a sudden Casey fans ran their mouths. And it was like, guys come off of it. And they're right back where they were, you know, five years do ago you, before the world series right now. Do, do you think that happened in Boston at all after the Red Sox won the world series? Well, no, because the Patriots won it in 2001 first, then 03, then 04, then the Red, then the, then the Patriots, then the Red Sox won the World Series, then the uh, Celtics won, then the then the Patriots won again, then the Bruins won, then the Patriots <laughs> won again, and they won again, and the Red Sox won two more, and the Bruins. So, like, you see what I'm talking about? Like, it was <laughs> it was nine rings. Okay, we didn't win one. They've won one in football, in one in baseball. Okay, yeah, there's six for the Patriots. Four the for the Red Sox. Patriots are their own animal. That's 12 funny. total in 20 years. There were we're Red Sox fans walking around like they were the New York Yankees or the Montreal Canadiens. And what did in we turn into? Sports. And what did we turn into? The first, They didn't win for how many years? 103? But we turned into the Yankees. And we have more rings than the Yankees in the last 20 years. We have more rings than the Montreal Canadiens in the last 35 years. So you can turn into those two franchises when you win four year in 20 after, years. The year, oh, of course. Like later, you may. Well, no, but, but I'm talking year after. I, I, like the fine, Cubs but, fans did the same thing. The Cubs fans became that to me, the way the Chiefs fans to you. Yeah. Like, because that Cubs run in the book was one of the most fun summers and Octobers that I've ever had. It was a general buzz in the book for baseball again these people came ready to party and enjoy it then the ups and downs it looked like they were going to lose they get the game seven and they win and it's great and then they showed up the next year and for a couple years after well you know we're the best team in baseball we're the best organization in baseball we got theo we got this we got that like oh everybody slow down it took you a hundred and something years you you won it and it became annoying, like it, 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 like and you, like the same thing that you're talking about with the Royals. 
happened in Boston after that first year. That's all I'm saying. But you had you had the cushion. You had the other things. Yeah, the Patriots, but the Patriots had already started the dynasty, so it fed into it. It, it had already it come into where like you saw that like this was going to be a run for Boston sports. And then it all came down because that put the pressure on the Celtics and they made the move for Garnett. And then they win the championship in 2008. Or were you down South? You missed all that. I missed all of it. The only, the only championship I've been home for, I was home for the Bruins cup and I was home for the Red Sox 2013 ring. That's, you know, did you go to either parade? Yes. Yes. I went Fun, to, isn't it? Oh, it was, it was an absolute ball because I'm trying to think, um, when did we? I'm trying to think the timeline of everything because Teresa met um, John Lackey at the parade. Oh and my! Let me think how how did how did this how did that go? I I, I got to think about the timeline for how that all how that all came down. But it was um, it, there's a whole thing there that is, 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 is in, in my brain I'm trying to figure out because I, because I think Teresa was pregnant when she met John Lackey, but it doesn't make sense in my brain how that would have happened. Uh-huh. But, but it's some, some along, uh, along those lines. Yes. We got into that one parade and then I was in Boston after they won the cup and they won the cup in Vancouver. And so I was, I was in the city actually at bars partying. Oh, okay. That's but, fun too. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's it though. I mean, everything else was, uh, I I've never been back for a Patriots Super Bowl. No, they won? Ne- yeah, never, never seen it. Wow. I, I remember. I remember in 2001. Um, I was at my friend TJ's house, and he couldn't figure out why I was screaming and yelling that the Patriots had just won the Super Bowl. And his his, his wife at the time was like, "Get this idiot out of my house," because <laughs> that was going that was going crazy, and I was just screaming the effort over and over again. Right, like, right, I, can't, right. I can't believe this! I can't believe this! And then in 2003, I was driving. Um, we talked about the Huntsville flight last last yeah. time. I was I was with the flight when when the, I was driving we to, to to call a game for the Huntsville flight in 2003, listening to the game on. I listened to the Super Bowl in my car. I had to drive to do a game that day, so I couldn't actually watch it. So I was listening to it. Um, and wow. then, yeah, and 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 then 2004, I was in um, I was in Alabama in 2004 when when that happened. And then yeah, so I I really have been at a at a far distance. I mean, I, I was carrying Madeline, trying to get her back to sleep, thinking the Patriots had lost the Super Bowl when the Seahawks decided to throw the ball. And like, I just uh, literally jumped and screamed and Madeline started howling because uh, she's, like, she's next to me. And I'm just like, he did it. He did it. He did it. I'm just going crazy running around the house with, right. with, like, a, with like a tiny little baby on my shoulder <laughs> going like, this is incredible. This is incredible. So yeah. yeah, it was, it was, it was quite fun. It was a, uh, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've always been gone. I've always been at a distance, which is why I think I, I see things differently than the media does in New England. they're so, they're so myopic to it and they're so critical and they're right. so angry about every little thing. Every, it's like, don't you every, understand how much fun this has been for the last 20 years? Like, what are we doing? Like oh. it's been a, it's been a run of runs and like Belichick's an idiot. And like he, he screwed up with Brady and like he lost his fastball. And like, I'm always like, what are you talking about? Like, this <laughs> is like, what are you, you guys are nuts. <laughs> like yeah. you're totally lost. Same, right same thing happens in Pittsburgh. And, um, I mean, I was little, you know, when they won the Super Bowls in the 70s. Right. And again, I had that unique perspective. Jack Ham was my next door neighbor. So I saw, you know, the players partying and like, you know, hung out with them after, tried on the Super Bowl rings and all this other stuff. And then, you know, grew up. They were bad, went through a stage where they weren't very good. And then 
for a long time as they were coming back up. You're going to parties and you're hanging out and they just don't win it. I've made those plans to come out for the Super Bowl and the Chargers beat him, Stan Humphreys. And then I got back into the business. And now being in the business, you don't get to appreciate it. Sometimes you can't even, like the one year I was like, listen, I'm wearing the Steeler jersey to work. And they were like, yeah, but we're not wearing jerseys for the game. And you, you know, because we had people that thought if I wear a Steelers jersey, I'm going to influence the way they bet the game. <laughs> and I'm like, so it's okay if I wear like they were the Cardinals. They're like, so I can wear a Cowboys jersey, but I can't wear a Steelers or a Cardinals jersey. And they were like, well, yeah, because it's not the two teams playing. And I'm like, all right, or we can just wear our uniform. And they're like, yeah, just wear your uniform. So everybody just wore their uniform. But I brought my terrible towel and my jersey and draped it over my stool. So, you know, you have conversations and it was fun. But you're really not allowed to do that when you work in the book. So I haven't been able to truly enjoy a lot of the Super Bowls that the Steelers have won while I've been in the business. Interesting. Yeah. That that, that whole that jersey story is a riot. Like, yeah, like come on. Right. Like that's that's that's, that's just on. nuts. All right. It is time for Better to Book It. As we go. go through the end of the show, we ask Dave, I tell him what I've bet. He says better or book it. Book it means he doesn't like it. Bet it means he does like it. All right. I have not gotten your take on the game yet. So let's do this. Chargers money line plus three. I'm on both. I've bet both on this half a unit on each. So I took one unit, split it in half, took half a unit on Chargers money line at plus 145 and the other at plus three at minus 110. Betting it or booking it for the Chargers to be in this game tonight. Um. I like the points. I think the I think the money line is live, but I'll book the money line bet. I'll bet the plus three. I'm not comfortable laying the three. So if it falls three, we push that. We lose money line bet, but I'm booking the money line bet. Chargers keep it close. Chargers can win the game. I went through the Chiefs schedule. This is if the Chiefs lose, it's the last game they lose mm-hmm. uh, in the regular season. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very possible. Wouldn't surprise me at all. And I think you're thinking on the short week with the Chargers is probably the way the game is going to go. The thing that would surprise me most is if the Chargers win this game 38 to 31. You know, it flies over okay. and the Chargers win a shootout where, you know, Herbert drives down at the end and, and covers with a touchdown or 34-31, both teams in the 30s. I think if both teams get to the 30s, Kansas City wins. Mm-hmm. Um, so – Okay. That's, How that's do you, wrong. someone has sent me a DM. They want your take, even though we're not going to bet it. If you had to bet the over 53 and a half or under 53 and a half, where would you lean over, over. Or under? I would over. lean over. Yeah. Okay. I liked it earlier in the week. It's getting to a number where it's uncomfortable. I mean, yeah. when you get to 53 and a half, you got to really be sure, or you got to get help. Like the Tampa Buffalo game this past week. I like that, but that got bet up to 54 and a half. And the only way that got over was with the touchdown in overtime. So, um, but this feels, this has that feel game to me. That's what gives me the hesitation on the chargers winning because as I play it out, I just don't see them winning that shootout game, but who saw them winning a shootout game when it wasn't a shootout game against the the Steelers and who saw them winning a shootout game? You know, this is what happens with the chargers. Chargers are going to charge her and <laughs> it just, it, they got a new coach, but it keeps happening. Yeah. Uh, 
I like over. All right. Four prop bets to throw at you. Oh, okay. here we go. So first time you've done this to me in a while. Yes. Okay. So right. I am staying away from the NBA. I'm staying away from hockey. I'm staying away. College basketball slate is disgusting tonight. There's it's nothing bad. Fun. I was like, oh, no. if he comes with some college basketball tonight, I'm booking it. I don't even yeah, care what it is. Yeah, All there's right. nothing. So these are four prop bets going tonight. All right. Clyde All right. Edwards and ran for 100 yards against this team in their first matchup. Chargers are one of the worst teams. Rush yards per per rush given up and overall yardage on the ground given up per game. The chiefs are a much better team when they're balanced. I think the injury to him was a huge knock and a huge blow. People kind of undersold just how significant losing Clyde Edwards Hilaire from this roster was betting or booking over 56 and a half yards rushing for CEH. Now this is kind of, you're doing it again. You did this a little bit on Monday. If he goes over this number, it's kind of likely that the Chiefs are going to uh, win. Maybe. I mean, or they're trying to kill the clock and they can't. Mm-hmm. Well, I like these low number. That's a low number for him. Is it? I think so. Yeah. I mean, again, against this team, I think it's low. Against people, this team. I mean, just the numbers that they have given up that the, yeah. this season, what they've given up on the ground. Do we know Hilaire's average? This is um, what is the average rushing? Uh, hold on. Let me look at this average per game. It's somewhere right around here, um, around that number. Uh, let's see. It does not how to spell Clyde. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I was like, like, how are we spelling Clyde? So his stats. Um, Probably 60, right? He is averaging. Yeah. I mean, somewhere around. Yeah. In, 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 in that general, general angle of rushing per, per, per game, he's somewhere in that. Okay. Uh, All right. He's, I, well, I'm sorry. No, it's, uh, he's gone 37, 54, 63, the last three games for Kansas city. Okay. Rush, running football, 12, 14 and 10 rushes. Uh, he's been averaging about 3.5, 3.6 yards per rush. So that's three and a half yards, 14. He's, he's played two games against the against the Chargers in his career. 13 and a half rushes, 69 yards is the average per game rush. Okay, against the over, over. There we go. All right, All right we're we'll going to go it. over. Yep. Get 10 yards plus of average. All right, so the other chief prop is Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey over 66 and a half yards receiving. Kelsey ripped this team last I'm these two teams and I'm, I'm miss, I'm misspelling Kelsey. So I'm sorry. I misspelled Kelsey. So it's okay. Uh, I like that one already. I was already thinking if you go Kelsey, we're betting it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're going over 66 and a half for Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Just check two books. That's the number of the two books. Um, That's right. He's averaging close to that per game, but when he goes over, he goes way over. Yes, it's 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 one of those ones that um, he gets hurt or the, the the term everyone's using now is game script. Right. If if game script dictates that he doesn't get receptions, you're going to lose this bet. If the game plays out as we both think it will, this should be one of the, the least amount of sweats bets that you have tonight. He should. Beautiful. He should get into the 80s, no problem, close to 100. So last two games, he's had three catches in each of them, just 27 yards. But the blowout against the Raiders really prevented that. And then the Denver Broncos took him away big time. Eight, He had eight targets, three catches. But before that, 74 yards against 
the Dallas Cowboys, five catches on eight targets, 119 against the Raiders, 10 targets, eight catches in the first game against the Chargers, 11 targets, seven receptions, 104 yards for Travis Kelsey. They it's, don't guard the tight end well. Yeah. So we're betting both props. Betting on, both of those chief props. Yes. All right. Justin Herbert, over 15 and a half yards rushing. At minus 120 is the third. So here's my thought on this. If if Austin Eckler is a bit banged up, Herbert is a willing runner of the football. He will run if he has to. And Uh if he needs to pick up first downs, I don't think it's impossible for him to be able to do this. In the last uh, four of the last five games, Justin Herbert has gone over this number at 15 and a half. He had one rush for six yards against Cincinnati on the road. But last game, he had four rushes for 19 against Denver. He had four rushes for 36 and against your Pittsburgh Steelers, nine rushes for 90 yards. Stop him. Yeah, he almost got 100 yards. Yeah. 90 yards rushing yeah. for our dude, Justin it's Herbert. 20 plus yards runs that game. I yeah. remember. Yeah. So if he has to do that again here tonight. If you've got the pass rush coming up, it collapses and he's got to go because Eckler is not a hundred percent. I like Herbert to be more active on the feet tonight over 15 and a half yards rushing. Betting it or booking that. I'm going to book this one. Um, I, again, sometimes as the book, you got to just take these bets like in and not really like it. I don't like this because I like the over, which means he's, going to have to scramble at some point. He's capable of getting this in one game, in one one run. run. Yes. One run. When you have a quarterback, like when you bet some of these other quarterbacks prop number rushing yards, it's you know it's multiple. They're looking to get a first down. Give me six yards, get down, or out of bounds. Herbert's looking to make a play. So I'm not really comfortable. I, I, I think this is probably a good bet, but I can't just bet everything that you're betting. That's not the how we do it in the book. <laughs> I have to take some of the bets. I'm going to yep. book this one and think he goes under. Well, I just, by the way, I just, sorry, I got distracted. Brady was just on talking post practice. Did he look like he lost 20 pounds in the past like two days? No, is- he's been that, he's been that thin. He's looked Ooh. skeleton. I mean, after he came out of COVID, that's what that's what everybody said, including me. We're like, he looks skeleton. He's really his his weight is down. Why? I don't know, but his Man. weight is really down. He looks you saw really, that, like really he's wearing a hat. And, yes, and the hat makes it worse. Right? Yeah, the hat and makes it, his it more wasn't sunken straight in. on, so there was a little angle. Then I was like, oh my gosh, he looks literally. I thought he looks like. A skeleton. Yeah, he's really okay. thin. He's he's like the cheekbones are poking through. Right, like right. He yeah. I don't know what's going on. I, okay. I, I don't. I, right. I don't know if he's on another crazy new diet or whatnot. But like that was always even before the first time I was actually in Brady's presence was in two thousand and I think it was sixteen. Was first time. And even then, I, I one how tall he is struck me. Right, like he's a legit six six. Like some right. people, like no, he's legitimately like a tall guy, but he's a rail without pads on. Like he's really, really that's thin right. without pads on. And it's all about the flexibility and the pliability thing right. that he does, and that's his whole mantra. But yes, I agree with you. He is looking um, okay. rather light. Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. Yep. He looks, he looks, he looks really thin. And the last one here for better to book it. Yeah. This is a little bit of a flyer. Oh, okay. Donald Parnum over 10 and a half yards receiving tight end. Okay. okay. So last game, two catches for 13 yards, but 
in the game against the, the, the Chiefs the last time, 19 yards, one catch, 19 yards. He has gone over this number in three of the last, sorry, four of the last six games. He's gone over 10 and a half. I need one catch out of this dude. And here's the thing, the projections that I've seen, okay, and different people I look to in their projections, they're projecting him to have 30 yards because they believe that tonight they're going to run a lot of two tight end sets and they're going to try to protect the fact that they're out there, let their right tackle and they're going to have to chip and they're going to do a lot of basically partum chips and then we'll come out and catch balls in the flat or he'll catch balls on screens for tight end screens and he'll have he'll have a bigger role in the offense tonight due to the fact that they've got Slater out on the right tackle side for this offense betting or a book at partum over 10 and a half yards receiving or left tackle Slater sorry not right tackle left um, I'm going to book this one too okay Only because, I mean, the argument was good. And again, we're going to use this line all the time from My Cousin Vinny, one of my favorite movies of all time. That was a very sound, well thought out, lucent argument overruled. (laughs) (laughs) So um, having to change what they're doing to get this scares me. So uh, it sounds good. And a lot of times, you know, they tell you this is the media and, and it's right. And they're actually doing it or they're sending out a smoke signal and he's going to sit back and block and not catch a ball. Like, does he have to catch more than one pass in your opinion to get this? No, no. I need one second and eight completion for 12 yards. And you're good. Cause, my, Cause I'm good. That's what, that's my bet. That's my thought that in the game at some point they'll find him and he'll pick up 12 yards. Do you, so you get all these bets. I used to watch people in the book do this all the time. Like mm-hmm. you'll t- say you don't catch a pass in the first half. Do you yep. forget about the bet or is every time he's on the field and they got the ball, you're looking for him to just catch that pass? Every single time. <laughs> I I know every play bet I've got and I scan the field and I, and I look and see who was on there and then I watch. <laughs> okay. And, 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 and until I get it, and then right. once I get, then once I get it, the guy's dead. Like I, right. I, I, I don't care where I don't care where he does. Now it's the team. It's, but, so it's normally I've got team bets, total bets, whatever. So once I get the props course. checked off, then I'm like, okay, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And then if I know I'm dead, then okay, like if it's like a, if I have a, like if if Edward Hilaire gets hurt in the first quarter, like right. okay, we'll cross cross right. it out. We're right. dead. And we're moving. And we're moving on, and we're not watching for it anymore. But that's yeah, I'm looking so, absolutely. I'm looking is it worse? To not catch a pass in the first three quarters and still have to sweat it and look for him every time and go away, or catch a six yard pass in the first quarter and then watch it. That's worse. The worst is a nine yard catch. That's the worst. <laughs> oh, can't okay. be that close. I know that's terrible. That's, that's the worst. Okay. If, if if I need, and I've had that happen many a time where I'm one or one, one and a half yards away from a prop hitting. And I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. I need like one more play. That's, that's the worst by far. Those are the worst. And it's why I won't bet unders a lot, even though I know the pros do. And people say bet unders betting unders on prop bets is so it's worse in my opinion than betting unders on games because oh, you're hoping the guy, like, don't happened. look at him. Don't throw the ball to him. Don't. No, 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 no. Like Counterintuitive, it's, it's the it? worst. Yes. It's so the opposite of like what you want to have happen that as a sports fan, you're like, no, look, no, 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 no. Go the other way. Or like, yeah, coach, bench him, bench him, bench him. Like, it's so backwards. So, so I, I very, I know unders are a better play. I know with props, I get it. It's, it's, it's more, I have a really hard time 
doing that. Betting unders on props is so very so difficult to do it. I'm more or less I'm I, I I'm all I'm more likely to bet unders in the NBA than I am in football. Like I'll bet under three pointers and I'll bet under rebounds. Like I'll bet those are the numbers are too high. And even that's brutal. Cause you're like, no ball, go over there. You're like, no, don't get them. Like you just, you're cheering against something from happening. So yeah. it's difficult to do. So NFL props, I very rarely bet on. That's good to know. Yeah. I'm on four overs. Exactly. So to recap chargers money line, you're booking, but you're betting plus three. Correct. Okay. We're betting Clyde. Edwards Hilaire. Over. Over. Yes. You're betting that. that. You are booking Herbert. Under. Right. I got under. You got over. Yep. Yeah. You are booking Parnum. I got right. Yep. And we're betting Kelsey. Over. Yes. All right. So we're three and three going into the night. So let's ranking see what, ranking them. I like the Kelsey one the most. Okay. I think it's, I mean, it, it, yeah. I mean, I mean, I like, I like the Kelsey one as long as the game goes the way it's supposed to go, right? Which is both teams moving the football and they'll find them open. And I, I think that they'll, I mean, he's their number one passing weapon. So, like, it's hard to see this number, especially because he killed them the first time. It would be, it's hard for me to say that they're not going to. Does that come into your handicap? Do you like that? Like the, the or, or that's scary that he killed them the first time. Sometimes like that. that worries me. Oh, you like no, it? So really I like it. Okay. Yeah, I I just think defenses generally play a certain way, and if a player is a tough matchup for whatever reason, it's still a tough matchup the second time. Yes. Yeah, and yes. I also want to see if other. You know, I'll go and look at other games and I have other tight ends had success, and the Chargers have been crushed by tight ends this year. So oh, I, that's even better. Okay, yeah. that's good. So okay, like, that, that's how I'll. That's how I go through it. Is it like I go? Okay, this guy had a good game last time, but has it been a theme for this defense? Are there linebackers? dog do in coverage right, if, right. If it's true that yes then kelsey goes off and eats i'll just swear do we know yet we still don't i don't know. I, I, I don't I, dog do and you're worried yeah. about me wearing a uniform of a guy and you just said dog do <laughs> i mean I, I i gotta be a little I, I don't know because like technically you know we're, we're a family show and like you are I don't, at, at some point i'll get the green well, light but okay. in, in week one I don't know. You know, I just true. I, I, fair I, enough. All right. You're thinking, see, this is yeah. what I mean. You're thinking. You're, this yeah. is and I want people to be able to listen like in their cars with their kids and like, good point. Like, good point. Know, like, see, they're, that's they're, good point. Yeah. they're driving home. Like this is going to be a PM drive podcast. People are going to listen on the way home. And like, you know, you pick your kids up from school and like you're driving in and then like all of a sudden I'm dropping F bombs and it's like, Oh boy. We well, don't have know. to drop F bombs, but I mean, could I mean, just word poop instead, but that's okay. Okay, I don't. I hate that word. Madeline says that word all the time, and I can't stand it. I'm like, just don't use that word. Like, I almost want her to say the s word versus <laughs> saying that. Like, just 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 use that word. I hate that. Kendall word. does. She's yeah. been around. Yeah, yeah. It's something. Something about that. Uh, about that word. I just I can't stand. So, all right. Before we get out of here, uh, best thing about today is what. The best thing about today for me is going to be the nap that I'm taking immediately after this show. I was up late last night. You know what's going on in the house with Kendall and, you know, all this stuff with this rap. And I think I might have got a touch of it. So I had a little Uh like sniffle like this. You know, I had that drainage thing happening last night. So I didn't sleep good. Got up this morning and did some stuff and tweeted some stuff. And I was like, yeah, me and Matt are going to do the show. And then I've already cleared it. With the little one who's on vacation, which, by the way, you were right, confirmed. No school next week. No school the week after. This house is going to be crazy. But I'm taking a nap. I'm thinking about (laughs) 
12 minutes after we sign <laughs> off, I will be out. 12 minutes is my over under. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. I don't think I could be asleep that fast, but I, oh, yeah. I, 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 I sleep. naps are naps at two thirty, three o'clock. I, I go to the gym on Tuesdays and Thursdays and sometimes Fridays, but I go to the gym. I go box two o'clock, three o'clock. Madeline comes home around three thirty. Teresa works on Thursdays and Fridays, so generally I'm maybe not like asleep, but I'm generally like on the couch at like four o'clock diving like i was uh, like i'm going downhill <laughs> and i'll cat will wake you up that cat's crazy that cat is crazy yep that cat my, my, my cat and it's because madeline my daughter likes it that way so he she's he's seven months old and she she's turning him into a crazy cat so uh, yeah on that uh for me the best thing about today is that well we start training camp today so today is the official start of camp for the boxing fights so oh! Yeah. So we start today. We had a, we had a little cut. We worked Tuesday, but like now we're really going to get into some stuff today. Uh, and, you know, I have plenty of time to lose this. I'm fighting at 201. I weighed 208 this morning. So we're, we're going to get seven oh. pounds between now and February 26th to go ahead and do that. But I think my brother is every year they do a cross country trek, but they haven't done it since COVID. And now they're going to do it again this year. So I think I may have family in the crowd actually to watch besides my wife and daughter. Uh, Coming in February, so well, you got us. You know we're yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. I, I already know. Like I'm in the corner. I already Let's hyped go. up. I, I, I told Jess. I said I get to be a corner guy. I don't think you understand. <laughs> we agreed to this before, so I'm going to stand in yep. the corner and I'm just going to yell stuff at you. And I'm well, Rocky. Well, then, uh, you, well, I'll let you handle Rocky because Rocky may come at you for that. But but but, but my trainer's name is Rocky, which is historically funny. But yes, uh, yeah, I'll be. He can be. He can be Isaac, okay. and I'll be Paulie. Right. I'll just right, I'm just gonna stand in the corner and just yell. What are you talking about? I'm not gonna I'm being in the corner. I'll yep. I'll shave my head, I'll put the stickers on. Like we're walking to the ring. Of course, I'm, I'll stay behind Rocky. I'm not gonna overstep any boundaries. We're all gonna be in the corner. My daughter's yep. already worried about you though. My oh daughter, come on. It's so fast. It's three rounds, two minute rounds. I fight if I win, it's, it's a bracket of foot. Yeah, you have to. Have you have right. to. Yeah, okay. you have to. Yeah. It's it, okay. it's master's headgear. So it's USA Boxing Masters. So it's like a big pillow on your head. So it's oh, okay. it's it's crazy. But you, I fight twice. If I win, I fight twice. I fight on the twenty sixth and the twenty seventh. Down. You you fight. Oh, not two fights in one night. Yeah, no, two days. Two fights. Two day. Two fights. Two days. So I fight. If I win on the twenty sixth, I fight on the twenty seventh. So. You have bracket the brackets that they, they design. It's four right. fighter brackets right. that they put together. Okay. And so if you win, you advance and then you fight again the next day. And it's so fast. It's three two minute rounds. It's like a blip. It's literally nine minutes is what it takes to get all these fights in. But for you in there, it feels like a, you know, two and hours. <laughs> if you get in there and you're getting hit, I have I can't even been in a fight in a long time, but two minutes, that sounds really easy. You get it sounds easy until yeah. I mean, I I, I also can I also I also compare it to like a video game where you when you're getting punched, your energy drops so much faster right. than you think, and like you just get so much more tired so quick, and it's crazy. So like these guys all come out like we're we're all very strategic and all this. I don't know who I'm going to be fighting, but like these guys come out and they all headhunt, they all go crazy, and like we're going to be the opposite. We're going to be calm and cool and collective, and we're going to shift and move, and we're going to you know stick and move and run around and Body. so. Body yeah. Blow, body blow. Yeah, right. All body blows. And and that's my best. And and my best punch is is you watch it is is a left hook to the body. So Oh, really? Yeah. Like if if I hit somebody my age clean with a left left hook to the body, it could I end the fight. Finish. 
Yeah, it could it could end the fight. So, ooh, I like we'll, that. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Head hunting is very knocking somebody out, knocking them. The problem with amateur boxing because of the rules: if you hit somebody four times in a row, doesn't matter how hard you hit them. If you connect four times in a row, automatic standing eight count. So, it's a little bit of a weird amateur in boxing masters division, or just period. USA boxing period. If you're fighting an amateur fight and someone gets clipped four times, doesn't matter. It could be four jabs in a row. They stop it. Standing eight count automatically. And if you have three standing eight counts in one round, the fight's over. So that's one of those. No, that's been going on. It's Olympic boxing. It's you gotta remember. It's hard to hit somebody four times in a row though. You know, four times is a four punch combo is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, two punch combo, three punch combo. Fine. But a four punch combo, if you're going, you know, jab cross. So if I go one, two, Yep. And sidestep and then go one, two. No. Four? Not it. Nope. It's got to be four in a row. Oh, okay. All right. Four so, punch, four punch combination. Four so punch, it, okay. it, it, right. like so jab, jab, right. jab, jab, cross hook. Like right. you that with those four punches, right. like one, two, three, four. Right. Yeah. Standing eight count, automatic standing eight okay. count. All right. So, but if there's like a break, if there's a break in between, like one, two, move, yeah. move, move, one, two. No. Okay. It's got to be tied. They have to be tied together. And it's essentially just trying to stop somebody from taking damage. Too many, yeah. Right. Too many hits. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they're trying trying to prevent it, but all right. So that's the best thing about my about, about for me today. So right. we, we get rolling. DLX boxing in Vegas is uh oh by the way, I will find out Jared Anderson, big baby, supposed to be back in the gym at some point in the near future. I will find out where the hat was made. Oh, fantastic. I will, I, I will find out where where he got the outfit and the hat. So I might be that, joining you next week to 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 do the workouts. We'll see. Come on in. Let's go. I, I want that. I mean, I, that was the best moment of uh, of the boxing. If you guys not not seen the intro walk from Jared oh. Anderson to his fight in New York this past weekend, it was the single greatest walk. Like it was so good. I knew he was knocking him out anyway. Like I, there was no numbers. No book had it. Everyone knew that he was up against a complete stiff. That he was going to rock that dude. Knocked him out in the second round. But he was so confident that he was going to be able to do that that he brought out the the, the pimp cane, and it was every, like, oh every, no, like the hat, the the outfit, the trunks, like <laughs> it was a straight up show. And man, like a, a buddy of mine said, like, how much money can I put down on this guy to get a KO? Because there's no way this guy can walk to the ring like this and not Did knock this guy that? out. I didn't what? see that anywhere. I just. No okay. book put any, that book was there's no line anywhere. I couldn't find it offshore. I couldn't find it. Nobody had I Anderson to fight. At minus twenty four hundred. Oh, you did see it. Okay. Because I was like, I saw him walking in, and I'm like, either this is gonna go really bad or it's gonna be <laughs> over in the first round. Is right? You remember the guy that flew in on the magic carpet? I yep. forget what his name was. He got destroyed. Yep. And I was thinking cool. of that. I was like, wait, is this going to end like that? And then I saw him standing there while the ref was talking. And I'm like, oh, he's going to pummel this dude. Like, he's he's gonna, huge. He's gigantic. He's, I mean, in, in the gym, he's huge. And he comes in. He has like legit like um, there's like Rocky vibes to like the movie because of the entourage he rolls with. They're all pro fighters. Jay Prince has got like a huge roster. And like when they roll in, it's like, oh, <laughs> it's like, OK, right, it's different. you know, it's different when yeah, you, it feels like, different. And it feels different. And then when he hits the bag, it sounds different. Like you just know yeah. it's just different. And, and, and all of that combined, I was literally texting my brother like, hey, I don't know what you're doing, but I know and he lives, he's in Pennsylvania and everything I have is like through the Pennsylvania stuff. I'm like, right. 
You might want to bet this guy. I'm just telling you, it's going to be over quick. So try to get in and do it. And then before, you know, he didn't even text me back, but I was like, that yeah. you could just see it. So, yeah, That's that was good. That was good. It's it's fun for me because it's like DLX is is, is a uh, relatively unknown gym in, in Vegas, but it's getting more and more known. But like, um, Nanito Donare was 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 there. Um, oh. was, was 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 training. He just fought in Carson, California, yeah. over the weekend. Uh, long time, thirty nine year old fighter, and like there's just different guys who who co have come through now who are training at DLX. Um, and it's it's just it's neat. It's just neat to be around it because I'm just like this forty four year old guy, like going, oh my god, that's so and so, and that's so and so, like oh my god, that's so and so. So it's 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 a, a little bit of a fan fest geek out for me to. I love uh, it. And, and to get around, I mean, Kenny Adams is a, a Hall of Fame trainer who works there and he trained, I mean, the stuff he's shown me, clippings from when he went over and, and, and took, he was the coach of the USA boxing team in 76 and 80. And like, he was? Yeah. So like sitting, like sitting down and talking to him and like listening and like, it was really kind of cool. Cause one day I was kind of working and he was like, come over here. And he was like, I, I was like, I've watched you here for a couple of months now. And like, I, I need to correct two things with you. And he just like corrected two things with my arms. And I'm like, this is so cool. Kenny Adams is like teaching me what right. to do. Like, right. like he, like he knew Ali and like he, he's in that era type of thing. The heyday. I mean, that was Sugar Ray yeah. Leonard. And yes, he knows all of those guys. Yeah, he coached so many. If you Google Kenny Adams and you'll see his roster, and it's like, oh my gosh. Absolutely. Yeah, the guy is just he he's he's coached the who's who. Um, and it's really kind of funny because like I believe in like sparring to get work in, and he's like, you don't spar to get work in, we spar to fight. Like he's he's from like that. He's like, we don't play boxing, son. Like we we fight. That's an OG. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm 44. Like, what do you want? He's like, I don't care. He's like, you putting gloves on? Yeah. You're in the ring? Yeah. Hit somebody. Okay. All right. So guys, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, and remember the contest we got going on right now. A bunch of you guys have already entered into it. It's a prize pack from props. It is one male t-shirt, one female t-shirt, and a bunch of props swag we're giving away. How you enter is go and leave a review on Apple, positive, negative. We don't care. We just want to know the feedback on the show. Screenshot that and then go to my Twitter account at Sports Talk Matt and DM me. My DMs are open. DM me the picture of your screenshot and you are entered. Same thing if you subscribe to our YouTube channel by searching props on YouTube. Subscribe, give me a screenshot, put it in my DMs and you're entered and we'll pull a name coming up on Friday. I'll make that announcement as to who wins the swag pack. A bunch of stuff, bunch of cool stuff. Patrick's got footballs made. Everson's got all these footballs and stuff. So it's a cool little prize pack that we'll put together. So. Do this before, so that's good to know that we got the prop swag. Yeah. Um, as he continues to get out and see people, we'll probably start to see this appear on Twitter all over the a place. Lot, a lot. Yeah. He, he is Dave Sherapin. I'm Matt Peralta. We'll talk to you tomorrow, 1 o'clock Eastern time for another edition of the Bostonian versus the book.